right, so um, Coach McIntyre is going to go through our assignees today. Um, you'll see the highlights, and he'll kind of go through and talk about what he likes about them, and then we'll go into questions with Coach. So, Coach, right. take it away. Okay. Uh, first of all, our coaches did a phenomenal job. Our recruiting department did an excellent, excellent job in recruiting and uh, a lot of hard work. Um, we feel like we stay way ahead. We feel like that uh, we do an excellent job of that, and especially with this early signing date, I think it uh, um, played a huge role in some of the young men that we got um, that we were way ahead of all the other schools, and uh, I think that was exciting, and the kids loved what they saw about Colorado and um, loved what our coaches did. So uh, I'm really pleased with how hard these guys work and all the time and effort they give um, in all aspects. It takes everyone in, our, um, in the building, basically, um, to be able to get it done, and uh, it's an exceptional job by these, um, these men and women. So uh, we'll start out with our high school guys first. Um, the first guy we'll start out with is Israel. Um, Israel is from uh, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, Millwood High School. Uh, he's a big, powerful defensive lineman. Um, he'll play defensive end for us, um, and uh, we're excited about what he can do there. He's a young man that um, is big and stout and aggressive. Uh, he's, you know, a lot of times linemen when they come in as freshmen, you need to build them up a little bit. This guy's already ready to go, um, and I expect him to play um, as a freshman um, um, for us. Um, and I'm excited to see what he, uh, what he'll do. Uh, he uh, has a, uh, great parents, um, super young man. Um, comes to us from um, Oklahoma, and uh, DJ Elliott did a phenomenal job of recruiting this young man. DJ's an excellent, excellent recruiter, and uh, did a great job. As you can see. This young man wreaks a little havoc, has power inside, um, very aggressive. Uh, I think their football team, they only gave up uh, seven points the entire playoff run, <laughs> and that was in the, the championship game. They would have been, like I think, the first team in Oklahoma to ever go without even giving up a touchdown in the championship in the playoffs. Um, the next young man is Daniel Arias. Uh, Daniel's from uh, Washington Mill Creek. Big, strong, fast, athletic wide receiver. Um, uh, Darren Cheverini did an excellent job, and th these guys recruiting him. He uh, is, you know, he's six foot three, almost six four. Um, he tells me he's six four, but he's right in between there. But he's long levered, um, very athletic. Um, came down here to one of our camps, and uh, we're just excited about uh, about Daniel and the aspects he brings um, uh, to our passing game and stretching it vertical. Uh, he, he's an excellent player. You know, has ability to go deep, um, catches the ball well in his hands. Uh, big, long um, target, uh, was an excellent player um, in, in Washington. As you can try to check his highlights out there, pretty impressive. Uh, Jarek Broussard. Uh, Jarek is a young man. It's a running back, um, all-around slot type of receiver, too. He kind of does everything. He's a jack-of-all-trades, uh, returns kicks. Very quick, very dynamic, um, and has speed to break away. Uh, he was at Bishop Lynch um, High School. Um, it's a dynamic athlete, um, a lot of fun um, uh, visiting with his mom and dad, and uh, they really enjoyed their visit here, enjoyed their um, uh, Coach Fawcett is their, uh, uh, his coach at his high school at Bishop Lynch. Coach Fawcett um, was a great linebacker for Maryland and, you know, played in the, uh, for San Diego Chargers and was an excellent, excellent player. But I remember watching Coach Fawcett um, play in college at Maryland when my dad was coaching at Vanderbilt and uh, Coach um, Bobby Ross was coaching over there at uh, uh, Maryland, some unbelievable games. He's a guy that used to wear a feather earring. We were talking about it in his office for a long time. Um, but uh, this young man, Jared, can make all kind of plays. He'll be a, he's a dual threat offensive player. 
can be in the backfield, can catch the ball in the backfield, can line up at the slot receiver, can return kicks, punts, exceptional speed and quickness. The next young man would be uh, Frank Phillip. Uh, Frank's a big offensive tackle. We're really excited about Frank, 6'7", 275, um, very gifted, extremely intelligent. Uh, a couple of unique things, both his parents are engineers. His mom worked on the space shuttle. Clear Lake is right there where the Houston, um, where all the spacecraft and everything. She worked on the space shuttle um, program. Um, really a lot of fun visiting their house and talking to them. You know, Frank's another young man that, you know, he's 275 right now. He'll be 280 to 285 when he shows up here. He's another guy, I think, on the, on the line um, that um, is, is exceptional. I think he'll have a chance to play this year. I really do. And so, uh, you know, we were able to, this year we were able to get some guys that were already developed, physically ready, um, that can help us uh, play this fall on the, on the lines, uh, which is exciting for us. Tafa Finau um, from Sacramento. Um, this young man was at a camp we had in Sacramento, California, and just dominated it. He's very athletic. He's very quick, um, e extremely powerful. Uh, I, I'm really excited about Tafa. He has um, exceptional quickness um, and an ability to make plays. He'll, he'll, he can play uh, DN, um, nose tackle. Um, he'll really be good in our nickel pass rush as a three technique, being able to pass rush the passer. Um, uh, Tava is an exceptional young man that we're excited about having on the defensive line with a lot of quickness and power. Uh, Joshka Gustav, um, um, from, uh, he's from Germany, um, but he goes to Aquinas High School um, in, in California. Athletic, fast young man. Um, another uh, DJ Elliott recruited this young man too. Um, and. Uh, uh, he is really explosive and will fit into our 3-4 as an outside backer with long range and athletic ability and pass rush ability. Uh, it's, uh, he's been over here in the United States for four or five years. His parents are still over in uh, Germany. Um, it's really an interesting story. Uh, has done really well academically um, and uh, really excited about what he'll bring to the table for us in, in the pass rush realm and the outside linebacker spot. Um, long, athletic um, young man. Josh Gines uh, is an offensive center and guard. He can play both. Um, he's uh, from DeSoto High, um, where we, of course, got KD and, and Visca. Uh, he's an excellent player, um, was the starting center for them on their state championship run last year, played center and guard this year. Extremely intelligent, has great explosion, good base, good size, um, really can roll people off the ball. Um, you, it's always excellent to have a guy that can play center and guard. Um, the center position is so important. Um, you need a couple guys to be able to do that, and he's a young man that can play both for us. Um, and uh, it's great to have another guy from uh, DeSoto, which is a powerhouse in football. Uh, Coach Peterman does an unbelievable job there um, um, with them. Clyde Moore. Uh, Clyde's a big, powerful linebacker um, from Newport Beach, from Corona Del Mar. Um, you know, that, that, that's a really tough area um, to go recruit in down there on the beach at Newport Beach. Um, so uh, Coach uh, Ross Ells, he was down there all the time for some reason. But he did a great job um, with this young man. Uh, you know, the unique thing is, is he has um, USC ties, and we were really excited to get him. His brother plays at USC. His dad was a great player at USC. And uh, we were really fortunate uh, uh, to get him. He was a young man that played as a junior and then, uh, had a quad injury as a senior and wasn't able to play. 
um, but he has worked so hard, and um, you know he's very powerful, very athletic. Uh, I'm excited about his nose for the football and uh, his ability to hit and, and, and roam the field. Uh, he's an excellent linebacker. Uh, Ray Robinson from Highlands Ranch in Colorado. Ray's a young man that I offered as a sophomore. Uh, he's a true buff through and through, and uh, he uh, will be here in uh, January, um, graduating early. So he'll be here for spring practice, winter workouts. And uh, uh, Ray uh, is an excellent player at Highlands Ranch. He, very unfortunate, he tore his ACL up right at the beginning of the season. Um, that has uh, got it repaired. Everything's good. It really hurt in summer, um, uh, seven on seven, and he'll be ready to roll and go. And uh, he's big, athletic. He can play safety. Um, he can play our, our buff position, uh, and will be excellent on special teams also for us. Very fast and athletic, long player. Uh, Deion Smith, running back from Houston, uh, Second Baptist. Uh, a uh, uh, excellent job. Uh, Darren Hagan did a phenomenal job recruiting this young man and, and everything that we were doing there. He's really fast and powerful. Um, and uh, it was uh, one of those ones he was getting offered uh, last night at, um, at, at 11.30 by uh, other teams in our league. It was pretty crazy. Uh, he's a really a, a great young man, great player, long. Uh, we really look forward to him uh, being an excellent running back for us. Um, and uh, this is the same school that Connor Wood went to um, and Second Baptist in Houston. So um, that was a good thing for us in the school. Um, really helped us out a lot because Connor Wood had a great experience here as a great young man. And um, this young man we're excited about, um, about Deion Smith. Dimitri Stanley, uh, another young man from Colorado. Um, I think he's ranked the number one player in the state of Colorado as of yesterday. Uh, he is a phenomenal player, great athlete. He can play both sides of the football. Uh, he's an excellent receiver, but he can also be an excellent corner. Um, he's also a good return specialist. Um, really excited about what Dimitri brings to us. It was a, a big battle to, to get Dimitri. Um, and our, our um, Chev and those guys did a phenomenal job um, re recruiting um, uh, Dimitri. You know, his dad played here. Um, so he's a, a legacy. So we're excited about what Dimitri brings. And, uh, of course, Coach Logan coached him there at uh, Cherry Creek and does a phenomenal job. And, uh, you know, if anybody can coach receivers, I think it would be Coach Logan, right? And uh, he did a great job with him. He's got great instincts and great ability. And uh, his dad was also an excellent receiver and, and played in the NFL for a while. So we're really excited about having Dimitri uh, on our football team. Uh, Blake Stentrum, another young man from Colorado, from Valor High School. Another great kid with great bud lines. His dad was Steve Stenstrom that played at Stanford and then played in the NFL for a long time. Uh, Blake has all the tools you're looking for for a quarterback. You know, he's over six foot three. He's got, can make all the throws. Uh, extremely bright um, young man. He doesn't take after Steve. He takes after his mom in that area, I think. Um, and so uh, he can make all the plays. Comes from a great program at Valor that had an excellent passing game. And uh, we're really excited about it. Blake was, you know, Blake was a young man that um, committed to us early. And then, you know, like all smart quarterbacks, just like Tyler Lytle did last year, um, they started recruiting the class. And it was interesting, he really, really called the offensive lineman a lot. And I think that's pretty smart for him to do. So uh, he is an excellent young man. With, can do all the things. He can run it. He can throw it. Um, very, very, very accurate passer. Um, we're excited about um, what um, – he's going to bring to the table what Blake's going to do for us. 
Dylan Thomas. Uh, Dylan's a receiver at a Cathedral High School. Um, very fast, very long, athletic young man. Um, uh, has ability to stretch the field. We're able to, um, you know, we're really able to get some uh, excellent receivers again um, that understand our passing game and how we how we use the football, how we throw the football. Uh, he also had played some DB. He'll hit you at safety. He's a multi-dimensional uh, player, but at receiver, he's really got length and speed to uh, stretch the field and, and make plays for us. They do a great job at Cathedral High School. Um, coach does there. You see it right there. Cathedral High School, the interesting thing about when you go recruit Cathedral High School, you have to basically drive in Dodger Stadium. You drive up and you turn, it's right there. I mean, literally, you drive in Dodger Stadium. And uh, uh, so it's, a, it's a, a special place. I think it might be one of the old, I think it was in 1908 it opened, or 19, you know, ec excellent school there um, in L.A. L.J. Wallace. DB, long athletic DB, um, can play corner and safety. Really like what LJ um, does. He's very physical, very long, you know, kind of DBs that we have around here. And uh, I think he'll be another one of the long line of excellent DBs that, um, that play, at, play at Colorado. Um, and he can cover. He, can, um, he also played him at receiver and at tailback and he returned punts. As you can see right here, he's going to go to the house. He returned kickoffs. He took a couple of them to the house. He's just big, fast, athletic, tough, um, the kind of guy I look forward to, to playing the secondary, and I think he's going to be an excellent one. All right. Now we'll go to our uh, uh, junior college kids. Uh, the first one's going to be uh, Delrick Abrams. Uh, Delrick's ranked, uh, in some f f areas, he's ranked the number one corner in America um, coming out of junior college. Um, he's from Bogalusa, Louisiana. Um, a lot of fun going down there and visiting with his mom and dad, grand, uh, stepdad and everybody. It was just a, a blast. Uh, very athletic, long, um, can make all the plays. Uh, he's really excited about coming here uh, to Colorado. Um, he, you know, he was a young man that um, out of high school, he went to a really small high school, um, did everything, and not many people knew about him. He was skinny. He was a great basketball player. In fact, his nickname was Slim. And uh, so then he went to junior college at Independence, and we found him there, and he has just excelled. And uh, that was another one that um, multiple, multiple offers and things, as even as of last night, people are calling him, telling him don't sign at other schools in our league and other places. So uh, he was uh, – uh, we're honored to have him playing on our team, and I look forward to coaching. And he'll be here in, in spring ball. Uh, that's something I'll talk about at the end, how many guys we have being here for spring, uh, which makes your team better for the fall. Mustafa Johnson. Mustafa is a, uh, a defensive lineman um, from Modesto, but he's really from Colorado. Um, he left here two weeks before his uh, ninth grade year started and um, moved to Modesto. He played Little League football with Van Deest and um, Sparaco and a bunch of those kids that I think won the state of Denver and they, I mean the state of Denver, state of Colorado and went to uh, play in Florida for the, like the championship and got beat by Georgia but he knows all those guys. Uh, he's a young man that coming out of high school weighed 240 pounds. He now weighs 296, two and a half. He's athletic. He can play every spot on the defensive line. Um, and, uh, you know, we look to, to move him around at different spots on our defensive line and, he, you know, look for him to play this year. Uh, he's a young man that comes out of junior college. It's what we call four for three. He has four years um, to, um, to play three, so he has a red shirt year available, and he'll be here in spring practice. 
Um, so he'll make a big difference and look for him to, to play this year also. Uh, Darion Jones, uh, big athletic tight end. Uh, he's from L.A. Harbor. He is all of 6'6". That's not a stretch. I might even be taller. Um, he's actually bigger. He, we weighed him in at 261. Um, he's fast. He's athletic. He's kind of a little bit of a freak is what I would say. And uh, he, uh, he can make plays, and you'll see us utilize him in a lot of different ways. He can also block. He can run. He'll be a big target. Um, and uh, he was a young man that uh, Darren Hagan um, did an excellent job on and finding him, working with him, and a guy that our early evaluations helped us. And um, we're so glad he came here. We held on for dear life um, as uh, you name them. They offered him in the last two weeks, and uh, it was a, a, a excellent job by our staff and by this young man honoring his commitment. He just loved it when he came out here to Colorado. So did his mom, and uh, so we're so excited about this guy. He will be a weapon for us in many, many ways, and we're excited about Darion. Aaron Maddox, um, safety uh, from Pima Junior College. Uh, he's another young man. He'll be a, a, a four for three, um, and uh, we're excited about him. Uh, he's very athletic. He's ranked the number one junior college um, DB, um, safety in America. Um, we're excited about his athletic ability, um, and uh, you know his, his dad played at Arizona, um, and uh, Coach Bernardi knew his dad uh, when he was coaching at Arizona. Um, so we had some good inroads there. Um, and uh, worked really hard. Um, this young man is excited. He's, by the way, of North Augusta um, in South Carolina uh, is where he went to high school. And we look for him to be able to cover and um, get down in the box. He reminds me uh, uh, he's able to return punts. He's extremely quick. He, he reminds me a little bit of Evan Worthington. Um, and uh, not quite as tall, but a lot like Evan Worthington, who I think is extremely athletic, and you see his speed all over the field this year. Um, so we're excited about Aaron Maddox um, playing safety for us. He's another one that can enroll in the spring. So in this spring, out of this class, nine of these guys are going to be here in January. That's a big deal in um, making your football team better. They can go all winter workouts. They can go all spring. They're here all summer, um, and they're, they're ready to help you. So I'm excited about those guys. And we have, of course, some other young men that will be here in June that will be able to help us this year too. Um, so I'm uh, I see this class as the most ready class that we've signed, um, mat you know, mature body-wise, that more of them can help us early than we have had in the past. And I think that's a credit to our recruiting. That's a credit to our program improving uh, and getting guys that um, are a little bit more already developed, um, which should make a quicker impact for us. You want to add in Davion Taylor? Yes. Where, where was he on here? Yes. I missed him. Shoot. Sorry. Thank you very much. Uh, Davion Taylor, um, phenomenal athlete, amazing story. Ross Ells did an incredible job um, finding and getting this young man. Uh, Davion's a young man that really didn't play much high school football, um, ran track, played basketball, and then when his high school career is over, he realized, I want to play um, football. So he actually had to walk on to a junior college. And, uh, and then he is a fast, fast human. He'll play our buff position, which Ryan Moeller played. Um, he'll definitely he'll be here in the spring also. He will also run track. Last year at 225 pounds, he ran a 10, um, five, 10 600 meters, legitimately timed in junior college, and a 21 5 200 meters. So uh, 
I know Coach Wetmore and Coach Brockman are excited, um, uh, Burke, about our this guy also running track, so he'll do both this spring. Uh, he brings um, a pass rush ability to us, um, uh, more speed, uh, some more speed on the football field, and uh, we'll hopefully utilize. He reminds me of um, a little bit bigger, um, faster Cheeto, um, and so uh, hopefully that's what he pans out to be. Um, we're really excited. Uh, he was ranked the number one buffer outside linebacker in the United States of America at a junior college. So we're excited about these guys and, and what they bring to the table um, for us. So. All right, well, with that, um, we'll take questions for Coach. Ryan and I both have microphones, so just raise your hand and we'll bring them around to you for your questions. The, the other two, three guys I'll mention, Casey Roddick and Jalen Sammy are coming in as gray shirts. They'll be gray shirted last year. They're the other two that'll be in. And then um, Tony Brown, who transferred in, those are all really newcomers. Those are the nine guys I'm talking about at be out at spring practice. You mentioned some of the battles that went down to the wire. Was this early signing period different than what you anticipated, or a little bit more hectic than, than the old traditional signing day? Uh, it's a little more hectic because you got I've got to fly to all the houses in uh, three weeks and you know, having weekends every day and the, and the coaches too. I personally like it. I'm still a proponent. People are going to cry and laugh or whatever they want to do. I'm still a proponent of signing just like basketball does. I'm a proponent of signing in July and then having another signing date in February. Because would you look at how our calendars this year, they're going to have, you have, you can have official visits in um, April, May, and June. If kids come on official visits, they commit, they want to come. Why not sign in July? They don't have to worry about it during the season. It helps the high school coaches too. Well, those kids having to travel every weekend for official visits, it helps us. And then have another signing date in February. So um, I liked it personally. I really did. Um, yeah, it makes it more hectic, um, but I, I'm glad that it, it's done this way. I am. Mike, does, does the early signing period, you know, six weeks, two months ahead, place an even bigger premium on early evaluation? good evaluation and early identification? Yeah, it, 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 on all of it. Um, uh, you have to do early uh, evaluation, uh, you know, get to know the kids they, um, and uh, that type of thing. But also it, uh, on academics also because you're not – a lot of these kids you're not going to – you're signing them before you get this fall semester done. So you come in going, he's an excellent student, here's what he's going to do, and, uh, and go from there. So that, that's a, a big deal um, for us especially here at, at Colorado, which is such a hard academic school. Coach, with the three in-state guys you got, are yep. you setting a precedent of getting those top-rated high school kids from in the, in the state? Yeah, we're, we're trying to um, all that we can. Um, you know, we're, we're always looking for the Pac-12 type players that we feel like fit into our program and, and fit what we want. And uh, there's, you know, quite a few good players in this state each year, and we were excited with the three that we got. And, you know, uh, and Jalen Sammy's one that we signed last year that we gray shirted that's coming in. So uh, I'm excited about those guys, and um, and I like what the, the high school coaches are doing in the state of Colorado. I think the football is getting better and better. You know, and, and I keep saying that it's always population driven. If you look anywhere, it's population driven for recruiting, and our state's growing fast. You know, there, it seems like they're adding a high school every day somewhere, and that's good for college football. That's good for us. Coach, you mentioned you like the early, <clears throat> excuse me, you like the early uh, yes. signing period. Uh, did you get any sense about how problematic it would have been or how challenging it might have been had you been preparing for a bowl game? During yeah, we already had it set up. Um, we were prepared for a bowl game. You know, you're going to either play one someone, somewhere around New Year's or Christmas, right? And then, or you're going to play one early. So we had a whole process done. So, you know, our biggest recruiting weekend 
um, of January was the, the 12th. After we, we didn't have one set up, a big one set up for, uh, we ended up having one, but we didn't have a big one set up for the championship game because you couldn't do it. And we didn't have a big one set up for the 16th, 17th, 18th because there's some Pac-12 bowls at that time. We had a big one set up for that, I think the 11th, 12th of, of uh, December. So we had it straight. And then we also brought a lot of kids in during the season, which we haven't done in the past. And that's really we made the big difference, brought a lot in during the season. Our one that was on the January one in the middle there was commitments that we already had, and we felt like they were really solid, and we wanted to bring a group of those guys together so they could keep bonding and their families and meet everybody, and that really worked out well because we brought 10 in at that time, and um, all 10 of those guys uh, stuck with it, so they really bonded, and that was our plan all along. Mike, with five JUCO kids, I know. Mm-hmm. Maybe, not, maybe aren't done, but uh, you had five last year, I believe. Right. Can you talk about the, that sort of change in philosophy we've seen around here? Just There hasn't been that, this many JUCOs in previous years. The last right. several years, you're getting four or five. Right. Well, um, there's a couple reasons on that. Um, we have a lot of connections um, coming from San Jose in the California junior college ranks. Um, and then being so close to Kansas helps, and then recruiting Texas hard and that type of thing. Uh, but uh, and then we have some roots in Mississippi, so I think that. Uh, but the main thing that's changed that's allowed us to do this here because this is such a great academic school, is the NCAA standards for junior college athletes to get into college changed about four years or five years ago, and so now they have to have 48 transferable. You can only have two PE, which we can't take the PE because we don't accept PE here. So your curriculum of the young men you're looking at there's a higher level of guys at an academic that can be able to be successful here and do well. You know, Akello and uh, J.C. Carroll, just two, that play pro football out of that group, and, and I think we'll have some more. Um, and so we've been able to do that. And then the other thing is um, they like it when they come here. They like what we're doing. They understand how we're doing it. And I like to do that because you, you don't ever want to have attrition but face it, you're going to have attrition just naturally when a kid starts as a freshman and by the time he ends up as a fifth-year or fourth-year senior, you're going to lose a few guys in that class. So if you can sign some junior college kids that are juniors, um, of course, um, or sometimes I like the three for three, like a Leo Jackson and different guys that we've had, a Kello. Um, so those, you're able to have a, a bigger senior classes every year, and we've had good-sized senior classes, or, but mainly I always look at the senior classes junior seniors combined um, for your team and I think that helps you. Well just to follow up on that, can you tell me what it does for competition? Oh it does a great deal for competition um, and it, it keeps everybody motivated, keeps everybody pushing and when you get out there at spring practice and you got nine more bodies than you would have had, um, that's a big difference. Now a couple of them are high school but we plan that that way um, and that gives you more competition, you're able to practice better, you have to practice harder so hopefully um, it'll make big dividends uh, this fall, that's what we're hoping. Mike, interesting note with your quarterback in this class. Yeah. Like, just the fact that here's a highly recruited guy who wasn't really a full-time starter for right. his career. How do you evaluate a guy like that? And is that sort of just a reflection on how the recruiting scene has changed right. with 7-on-7 seven seven and, and other ways to evaluate? Right. Um, you know, he rotated in uh, the last couple of years with the McCafferty's. It, you know, it's been two McCafferty's and him, and he's rotated. And, of course, uh, Luke went on. and um, Not Luke, uh, the, um, his older brother. And so they, you know, he's rotated with all those guys. And, um, so it's uh, been a good um, thing. He's, he's a really good player. We saw him at camp 
as a freshman, you know, and just saw his ability and all that type of thing. Coach, he mentioned today that what he liked about the early signing period was being able to get workouts from strength coaches. Yes. Being able to get on huddle. How vital has that been to you, or how vital do you think that is with this early signing period? Uh, for them getting in here for um, – for with us, strength workout, oh yeah, uh, it, it's extremely vital um, for them to get in here and and get working out with our team and, and get with Drew Wilson and and molding our team, uh, you know, and then uh, our spring practice. Um, then we're able to, you know, we're able to with NCAA rules now we're able to meet with them more, you know, two hours a week. So you're able to do that, and then in the summer. So when they start in the summer, they're really good. So they're not just running in in August and being overwhelmed by everything. They know the defense, they know the offense, they understand where they are on the special teams, they understand what they've got to do, they understand the competition, um, they, they've got indoctrinated the school, so that doesn't overwhelm them. Uh, it's, a, it's a big advantage. You added uh, three defensive linemen. Yes. Four, I guess, with Jalen, uh, Sammy coming mm -hmm. in. You talk about that position and, and how much better, or how, do you feel better about that position than you did even a few weeks ago. Right. Um, you know, we, we were able to find some guys we thought could really help us, and um, we definitely um, feel like that's an area that we need to keep improving in. Um, and we had some guys that played last year. They were young, young in their um, time, um, and we feel like that adding these guys to it, um, that we'll be able to rotate guys in and, and be, be more stout uh, on the defensive line and be able to you know, affect the run game and affect the passing game uh, better. So I'm excited about these guys and definitely having a lot of them here in the spring and a couple of the freshmen that we feel like are physically fit to go and play. Um, we'll, we'll Hopefully we'll be better up front. Mike, just a follow-up on Blake. You mentioned him battling McCaffrey's for that starting job. How do you think he handled that, being a guy who's highly recruited but isn't a starter? I think a lot of those guys might try to transfer to get more of an opportunity. Right. What made you think well, that he, you know, he did round? He did start quite a, bunch, yeah. quite a bit. Um, there's no doubt about it. I think that it just shows his character um, to be able to handle that situation, um, the way he worked at it, the way he led that team. Um, and uh, he, you know, he has excellent character, excellent team attitude. Um, you know, sometimes quarterbacks, I kind of call them the golden child a little bit. They kind of think they're a little bit special. Um, they got to have confidence, but they, they need to be, a, and to me, he has great confidence, but he's a very humble, um, very talented young man that I'm excited about having here and that will be a great team leader uh, and I believe a, an excellent player as time goes on. I know it's hard to compare recruiting class, class to class, but is this maybe as, as developed and as athletic overall class as you've had here at Colorado? As, yes, it's the most developed class that we've signed coming in. Um, you know, the, the group we had, uh, the, seven guy, the nine guys we had go to the NFL a year ago, um, those guys weren't as developed, but we worked to develop them. So hopefully some of these young men will play a little bit quicker. And, and we had to play some of those guys quicker just out of necessity. Um, but I think now with these guys, they'll be able to play a little quicker and be um, better at a younger age than those guys were at a younger age. Hopefully they'll be just as good at the end, um, but they'll definitely be uh, stronger and more athletic, better to be able to be able to perform at a Pac-12 level, we hope, quicker. That's what we're hoping and that's what we believe. Coach, if you had to narrow it down to one thing that you yeah. learned at this early signing period, what would you say that was and how would you apply that in the future? I think the, the one thing I learned in this early signing period is um, you have to do a great job of evaluating very early and be a great job of evaluating. You know, a lot of people watch highlight tapes, okay? 
Well, you might watch a highlight tape and everybody oohs and ahs. The key is going and watching four or five game tape and then actually being able to somehow verify height, weight, that type of thing. And then, the, of course, after that, you always are looking into the academics to see what they can do there and, and be able to get all their stuff in quickly. Um, that's another key thing you have to do, especially here. Our uh, academics is so strenuous and it's, it's awesome, but we get everything in uh, uh, quick and do an excellent job of that and uh, keep a whole booklet on it, understand what's going on, and understand what the kids are going to take in the spring, you know, when kids are going to graduate from junior college, all of those types of things. Um, it, it, takes a, it takes a team of people to do it. Mike, with the early class, with the early signing period, did you find it the last minute fending other, other schools off? Was it, was it more? Yeah, it was a lot year? more intense this year, the last three days uh, and the last weekend, a lot more intense. Um, you know, kids are, we're, I'm calling kids all night last night, and they say, um, so-and-so just called and offered me, and they, they don't want me to sign, told me to wait. I mean, kid after kid after kid. Uh, and, you know, it wasn't, you know, it was major universities in our conference and out of our conference and some big independent schools. Um, and so it was, it was an interesting, uh, it was a little bit more than usual. But also, I think that also says a lot for the kids that we have um, and, you know, a lot of that might have been um, occurred, too, because there was quite a few coaching changes in our league, and uh, that might have spurred it on a little bit more also. What do you do for February now? How do you approach February now? Um, we'll um, sit down um, tomorrow, um, look at all our different things, and then when our kids finish school and they come back in the spring, um, there's always situations where – Kids might want to transfer if they feel like they're not getting as much playing time at the end of spring and that type of thing. So we'll just look at the different situations as we go through. Um, but, I, I, you know, I like the team that we have, and, and we just got to push them and get them better and, and get confidence and uh, keep believing them and keep loving them and keep pushing them. At least on paper, this is back-to-back -back recruiting classes that are much better than what you guys have done in uh, mm -hmm. previous years. Uh, can you talk about that, what it just means to this program? to stack a couple of classes like this and, and kind of you mentioned your staff, you kind of mentioned right. the job they've done. Well, they, they've worked relentlessly and our, and our whole recruiting staff um, has done a phenomenal job. I, I'd sit here and name everybody. I mean, it just takes everybody involved. Um, and they've done an excellent, excellent job uh, uh, for us. And uh, it, it does mean a lot. Um, you know, our guys are working hard. We do it. Uh, my dad used to always say, yeah, recruiting's like shaving. If you don't do it every day, it shows, you know. You have to just keep working at it, keep working at it, keep working at it. And uh, that's what our guys have been doing, and I'm very, very pleased with our staff. They, uh, um, you know, they, they blow me away with their work ethic and their commitment. Uh, and then, you know, all of our people and our academic staff here um, have done a great job helping us, um, you know, find the young men that can be successful here at, at Colorado, and that, that's exciting. Uh, for what we're doing. But, yeah, we've put two good classes together. Um, they've got to keep working. They've got to keep pushing. I was pleased with last year's class. I was pleased with what they've done. I'm pleased with how some of those kids that we redshirt are developing. Um, and, uh, and hopefully that will pay dividends um, this spring and this fall and adding some of these guys to it. And, um, you know, we, we've, and we're able to develop other guys. So, um, yeah, I th it definitely was good to put this back-to-back -to -back together and the hard work that's going on. I think it also, um, you know, uh, the, the, senior, the senior class that just graduated, um, the two years before we got here, they were we were talking about it, Philip Lindsay and I and some of the and guys, and we were talking about it, you know, CUU only had won four games the two years before they got here. Now they've won 15 in the last two years. 
yeah, we would have liked to have been better here, but that's a pretty big difference, and people are seeing that out there. Um, and the other thing that's pretty cool, you know, when um, I'm, I'm out with some of the guys to eat or do something or whatever, um, you know, people are recognizing them and coming up to them. And, you know, it's kind of funny when we go out on recruiting things, all the people that come up to you and are excited, Coach, everything's going great. We're so pumped up. You know, little kids coming up, hugging you, parents bringing people up. That didn't happen in the past. Now it happens when we go out to eat and with these recruits, and, and they see all that. They see the excitement that the people are excited about Colorado football in so many ways. Um, it, it's really exciting. When you were out there on the road at Cream Tree, you had a lot of dinners. Yep. Um, what, what kind of experiences <laughs> do you have to share from just being on the road? Wow. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, we had a lot of dinners. It's always a lot of food, um, a lot of a lot of fun time. Uh, you know, I uh, one day I had to in Houston. I had to go to uh, you know three houses in, in, in one night and three and during the school day. I just said, uh, you know, if everybody on the belt, Beltway ate, you know, just stayed up and down that, which was good. I'm glad I didn't have to get off and go too far in um, in, in Houston. It gets a little bit um, traffic jams, but um, you know. Had spaghetti at one house, had um, gumbo at another house, you know, so it was a lot of fun. The desserts are always awesome, so probably I'm going to have to go watch my weight now again, so I'm going to have to go start running harder, uh, but it, it was a lot of fun. Mike, with the NCAA allowing for a 10th uh, full-time assistant uh -huh. coach, I know you guys are in the process of searching for a quarterback's coach. Um, what are you kind of looking for in an ideal candidate, and why was that maybe the area of focus when, for adding another coach? Um, what was the idea for adding another coach well, in NCAA? The idea of choosing a quarterbacks coach and, and the, just the candidate you're looking for. In right. Yeah, um, we've had a lot of a tremendous amount of interest in our, our quarterback coach position. Um, I've been running so hard. Um, I've been talked to quite a few people, um, but now that this is over, I'll be able to settle in on it and, and focus exactly what we want to do. Uh, you know, the tenth coach um, had a lot of thoughts on that, and you, you know, just kind of seeing how everything unfolds. Um, you know, there's a lot of different guys kind of out of jobs or looking out there. So I didn't want go ahead and just push with it. And, and you know, there's some um, trying to figure out what's best for our program and for our team and the continuity of our staff. So uh, just kind of looking at that. So it's a wide range, and um, but I'll be able to really focus in on that now. Coach, over the past month or so, as you've finalized this class, um, obviously didn't have the season uh, that you that the team was hoping to uh -huh. this past fall. What challenges, if any, did that kind of present in, uh, you know, maybe reassuring all these young men that this is still a program that's going to compete for championships and, and all that sort of thing? I think they um, – I really didn't have to say that that much. They they saw our competitiveness on the field. Um, they were excited. They saw where we're going. Um, they, they You know, the thing that sells them was when you bring them and they meet with the kids and they go out with the kids and, um, and the coaches aren't around. They'll let them know if they believe we're good enough or not. And I think these last two classes show you that the culture of our kids and the belief in our kids uh, is that uh, they believe that we're going to be really successful and they like it here at Colorado and they believe in what we're doing. That's the telltale sign. And I think that's why we've had such good recruiting classes. Yeah, the coaches did an unbelievable job, but if you bring them here and there's negativity with your players, uh, that they see them all. You know, they, we, they have a host, but they go out and see them on campus. They see them in the weight room. They get to talk to them, you know, uh, you know, and, you know, social media the way it is. Kids read different things that kids are saying and all that. So I think that uh, um, that has been the telltale sign of our culture that great players want to come here and be successful. Coach, aside from just impact on the field, what makes signing day so special for you? Uh, well, you know, I always said it's like Christmas. I got Christmas within five days. It's pretty cool. 
Um, so uh, it's you know, the fun thing about it is you know you recruit young men, and when you see them sign and start on their dream, um, is always excellent. And, you know, and I and I kind of when I see guys, I kind of they kind of remind me of other guys, and I'll even text some of our old players, hey, this dude reminds me of him. Make sure you watch him. And, uh, you know, so I think that that is uh, um, special uh, to see the joy of their parents. Um, and, you know, we have kids from all different kinds of home lives, um, and it's really cool to see them make it and do different things. So I think it's just the thrill of seeing in their eyes and the joy in their parents um, that they've uh, made a goal they're trying to reach. And now we all know, always tell them, now you're going to go to the next step. And, you know, the grind is your dream. Everybody thinks, ah, all the so, no, the grind allows you to reach your dream. And so they've got this far, now they've got to go another step. And that's our goal is to help them realize that and understand that and keep pushing. Um, and that's a lot of fun too. Okay, unless there's anything more on recruiting, Coach, can we take the opportunity since we can have a season-ending presser to quickly summarize the season and talk about some highs and lows and moving ahead towards the Yeah, um, the, you know, uh, uh, in our season we had, you know, we didn't, come through in the, in the close games um, like we did the year before um, is basically what it sums up to. Um, you know, we've got to improve in different areas, um, and, and we will. And I thought that our kids kept battling and kept fighting, and uh, we just were off here or there. And, you know, you make a couple plays in a couple games, um, might change a little bit of the mojo, so to speak, in some games later on. Um, but that's uh, what I saw, and we know what we have to improve on, and we know what we recruited for, and um, you know, we've um, talked about the different things that we need to improve on, and we'll do a lot more of that um, when we get back um, uh, with the next couple of days and then right when we get back right after Christmas uh, as a staff and, and keep divulging into different things that we need to, to, to make a little bit better, um, no doubt about it. When so. you sort of assess Stephen Montez's uh, performance mm -hmm. throughout the year. It seemed like there was just kind of ebbs and flows at times. He's fantastic. Other times it seemed like his decision-making needed some improvement. Mm -hmm. just, when you look at his year, expected for a guy who's a redshirt sophomore? I mean, just what do you kind of think about when you think about this year? I, I thought that uh, uh, I, I think you're exactly right. Stephen had some excellent, excellent moments, some wow moments. Um, he had some other moments that were tough. And that's what I kept saying at the beginning of the year, can he handle the grind of everything? And I thought when it was all said and done that he did. I thought he improved as the year went along. Um, you know, he had a couple – you're always going to have some a peaks and valleys there, but I thought overall, I thought his um, practice habits were not bad, but I thought he started watching and improving. And I saw him say, hey, let's do this play over or make a receiver run a route over. we got to do this. We've got to get the timing down. All of that to me is maturity. Um, and, uh, and then I saw his study habits improve um, uh, and, and being more prepared for the games. Um, which it was good before, but it has to go to an unbelievable level. Um, and I, he started understanding that. Um, so I, I'm excited to see what, he's, what, he, what he'll do from there. And, you know, I thought Sam Neuer made him strides. Um, I thought Tyler Lytle, Casey Marksberry, I thought all those guys did. Um, but, uh, you know, as far as Steven on the field, I thought he did make strides. I thought he started understanding, um, you know, not every play has to be a heroic play. Um, and I, that, that was a big place. You don't want to take away his playmaking ability, and we didn't, um, but there's a way of, um, I guess, corralling it a little bit. And, uh, and as our offense gets better and our defense gets better, um, I think you'll see the same thing that would happen with Cepho. As the team got a little bit better around him, we, he got better, and I think you'll 
hopefully see that next year. Our team should be a little bit better, so he'll be a little bit better. Um, and, uh, and, you know, we, he, we were a few plays uh, where he made the plays. We just didn't come up with them. That would have been the difference in a 7-5 and five season for sure, easily, and might have made it even better than that. But um, you just look at a couple plays, and we're 7-5. and five. Um, So I have to go from there. So... Are they, they having a final in here or something? <laughs> Brian, are you ready for another final? No. Okay, all right. Room five, so okay, okay, all right. Uh, with Steven, uh, we saw Stefo uh, last year. He was kind of that no-nonsense leader that really you know, put his foot down with a lot of freshmen and set a, set a tone on things. Does Steven need to take that level? And does it, Do you think it makes a difference when your quarterback is that guy as opposed to a running back or tight end? Right. I, I thought Steven um, – kept in, um, his leadership improved as the year went on. It wasn't bad, but again, it has to be exemplary in a way. And you kind of start learning that as the, as the quarterback. And uh, yeah, I, he, he does understand that, um, you know, everybody's watching him. From the freshman to the senior offensive lineman, they're all watching you as a quarterback. The outside linebacker on defense is watching you, which is, a, that doesn't happen in every other position. Um, of how you're handling, how you're doing. And uh, I definitely think that he uh, started understanding that even more and more as the year went on. All right, well, if there are, are you uh, finally, after five years, are you, is your depth, are you, are you finding where you feel comfortable with your depth on this team? I mean, I know, you know, when you came here and started to rebuild the program, right. are you to the point now that you look at it and say, okay, we're, we're, our depth is at a point that we can be well, as a coach, you always want more depth. Um, you always, because you're always looking at it as, okay, if that guy gets hurt and that guy gets hurt, then you move here. Okay, who's the next guy? Because you know that could happen. Um, but no, I, I, um, I think our team, uh, we've got to keep improving, keep going. And, um, and then, you know, when we start winter workouts, take one day at a time, spring practice, fall practice, and then take, you know, the old saying of one game at a time and, uh, and keep going from there. So I'm, uh, you know, we just got to keep moving. I do think our, our program is, uh, um, you know, better, a lot better than it was when we first got here, no doubt about that. Um, now we got to, you know, just keep doing it. And our, our kids are hungry coming back. The kids coming in are, are hungry for us to, to add to us and, and, and be successful. Um, and so uh, that's what they see. And, you know, they, they love playing here at Colorado. And hopefully um, we're able to, to do, do better than we did last year. One from the SID, because we figured this out. Over the last month of the year, Alex Kinney had the best gross and net punting average in the nation. So can yep. you talk about his comeback? Yeah, um, he, he started out really well in, in the fall camp and started out early, and then he kind of got uh, – uh, we were talking – matter of fact, Alex and I were talking about that – what, what's today? Wednesday? Monday. Uh, Alex and I were talking about that. And, and we are you know, talking about some things we can do to help him, um, you know, scheme-wise for us too. So we're going to look into that a little bit, um, but um, we, you know, the protection was um, good for him, and he felt confident, um, and, and that's a big part for a punter. Our snaps were were better late in the year too, so those are things that. But he is very talented, uh, and that's what I expect out of him. Um, I expect him to be one of the best punters in the country. I really do. I think he is that talented. Mike, when you assess this team's run defense last year, what uh -huh. do you think was sort of the biggest issue you guys have had at times in that area, and then what makes you optimistic? Or that could be a source of strength. Right. Um, you know, we uh, 
Um, we had some excellent games against the run, and then we had some extremely porous games against the run. Um, you know, of course, the one that sticks out was the Khalil Tate, who can tackle Khalil Tate game. Um, and that was a little bit of a surprise for us of, of understanding what he was going to do. Um, and, uh, and, you know, we missed him some. We um, didn't fold across right a few times. And he was so fast that he exploited that. So that, that hurt us. Um, and then late in the game against Arizona State, um, we just had a couple misfits. And I know you always say, well, Coach, admit, you, know, you make one misfit when you're trying to get up there and stop the run, and they pop it. Uh, it you know, that's a 100 yards of rushing right there. So, uh, you know, we've worked on that and talk, looked at it and talked about it. Um, and then, you know, a lot of those guys were new out there in certain spots. And if you don't play inside gap on the tackle and you end up sticking your head outside and the guy pops and runs through your arm, it's a big play. So a lot of that will go through with experience. Um, and I thought, I thought, you know, Chris Malumba made big strides as a year long, long I really do. And I, I look for him to, you know, play really well for us um, this year. So, um, and we didn't tackle quite as well um, as um, we did the year before. But a lot of those kids that are playing in the NFL didn't tackle as well their first time either, and they just weren't quite there. You know, the, the little attention to details that hopefully we can coach better and they can understand better um, will, will help us. Um, and, you know, that's, that's where I see um, us. We've got to improve in those areas, and I, and I definitely believe we will. All right, Coach, thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas.